It's day 15. It's the end of the Hatsu Basho. Welcome to Sumo Drop. Hello and welcome to Sumo Drop on BBGWrestling.com. This is the final episode of the Hatsu Basho. I'm your host, Mark Fox, and I'm joined once again by a renowned print artist, Mr. Adam Hogarth. All right, Hog. Uh, good afternoon. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's been pretty kind of lockdown vibes going on here. I've had a mental weekend. Uh, yeah. I bought a shovel yesterday. Well, and uh, today I put a, nearly put a dishwasher tablet in the washing machine. So it's been crazy. <laughs> so you've been living that rocky rope dream, haven't you? You know what I mean? Everything uh, goes to pot. It's all been going on through lockdown. So, yeah, yeah. Not bad, mate. Not bad, good, mate. Good, good, good. Uh, and we're also joined for the first time by a member of the Infamous Equalizers podcast, the award-winning director, Mr. Matt Stockton. How are you doing, Hello. Matt? I'm good. I'm, um, I'm tired. Uh, no justifiable reason for it, just fatigue from just lockdowns and everything else. But I'm good. I'm pumped Brilliant for Sumo. Stuff. Lovely. No, absolutely. Well, I'm, I'm glad you are because starting a podcast for somebody who's knackered and somebody who's feeding dishwasher tablets to dogs or whatever, <laughs> it's not really a great way to, <laughs> a great way to start what is otherwise going to be a very, very fun, interesting episode, I do believe. Mm. Um, we've here. We've made it. We've made it. it feels like we've made it to the end of lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. Keep dreaming, mate. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming. One day, you never know. Um, no, I feel like I've tapped out like Kishi has. Um, but it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those days where every good thing must come to an end. Um, but we look forward to the next one. So, for all of those people who are either joining us for the first time or they're joining us kind of partway through this uh, voyage of Sumo in January, we are at the end of our of our journey, um, as today was the final day, day 15, the end. A champion has been crowned uh, in the form of Daesho. What are your thoughts, chap? Start with yourself, Matt. Um, okay, so first of all, today was a very decisive win. I think, if I'm honest with you, this mostly came for the fact that um, all the heavy lifting came from the first week. So in the first week, just because of how it was obviously ranked up and seeded, Daesho was up against all the Sanyakus, everyone under the, the Yokozuna. And because he managed to sort of run through them, he was, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in any way dismissing the other Maegashira, the other people, but, you know, in the same sort of uh, pool that he's in. But it still made it a lot easier because, like, well, I've, I've I've already beaten the the toughest guys out there, the Ozekis and the Sekiwake and the and, and stuff like that, the Komasubi. So, in a way, it was very much his to lose. Um, but obviously, that can get in your head. That pressure can really build, and you can suddenly think, actually, you know what? I'll be fine. And then it could just get overwhelming and get on top of you. So, um, but today, I mean, his his bout was I think three quarters of the way through the the general basho, and um, yeah, I just think it was just a very clean decisive win and the first you show winner from saitama so that's very cool for him and for, for for that prefecture and stuff so yeah it was impressive i was i was i mean it didn't it didn't make everything that came off obsolete because there's some really interesting highlights afterwards obviously um especially going into march and stuff but yeah today daesho proved he's uh, yeah not just like a one-hit wonder i don't think it'd be a case of just him being very decisive 
coming out strong and then disappearing, I think he's going to be a formidable force, we say. He did pretty much sort of steamroll through Okanubi yeah. today, though. He just, he, you know, there was no messing around. It was mm, just mm. in, out, shake it all about, yeah. do one. Yeah. Um, Okanubi was coming in with a 7 7, so he was, you know, fighting for his uh, Kachikoshi as well. He yeah, wanted, he, yeah. he, it's not like he didn't have anything to fight for. I think it's fair to say that although he's low down on the card, so to mm. speak, based on his performances this this basho, he was still fighting for for a win this month. It's an interesting one as well, I suppose, because as we were chatting about Hug earlier on, Asanayama was uh, taken on Shodai. Shodai being the one challenging um, Daeshio for the for the contendership of the title tonight. It's a it's an interesting one because I think Shodai. I think he came in. I think he was on eleven three, and Asanayama was well, being the Rozeki. He was coming in on a 10-4, and I think he kind of snuck up there. Like, I, It's one of those ones where earlier on, when we were chatting in the last episode, the kind the Ezekis weren't really dominating. Yeah, I mean, Shodai, he, he kind of came back into the second half of the tournament, I thought, which yeah. I kind of, I did predict that in the last, in the last episode. <laughs> you did. Um, but he, there was a few days where he was fighting, and there were some very, very close decisions. Uh, and it went to them on a knee, and uh, Shodai pulled through. Um, today's fights, Shodai, uh, he lost today, but Daisho had already won. Yeah. So I think the kind of it, the wind had been taken out of Shodai's sails, so, so to speak. Um, so I don't think his heart was in it today. I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, both him and Asanayama did fought eight times previously as well. Um, yeah. And it was a, it was fours apiece before today's fight as well. So it was a very very equal pairing. To be fair, um, I mean, and it, you know, what I mean, but but I think you're right. His heart wasn't in it. He just well, you're only talking three three fights previous to his, I believe it was, where he just seen the title taken away. It's not like it could go to the playoffs anymore, basically. That's right. And I think yesterday when he was fighting uh, Taruna uh, Fuji and he got beat, I think that was it, basically. The right, the right one was on the wall for, for him. It was uh, Daisho's to throw away today, really, wasn't it? I agree fully. And if you look at the, the sort of um, the, the finishing sort of ranks, I'll quickly mention the sort of top five here as well, chaps. Um, Daisho finished on 13-2, which is fantastic. You can't really, you know, especially from a, from a Megashira as well, to finish at the top of the table on 13-2 is mightily impressive. I appreciate he was, he was seeded one. He was, you know, he was, he was uh, the number one Megashira, but still it's one of those things where it's going to be very interesting because what I want to say at this point is I mentioned these top five and then looking at the potential of the moving and shaking that might take on, I'm going to get your guys' opinions on something I'll say in a second. Mm-hmm. But Daishio finished at 13-2, followed uh, by Shodai, Asanayama and Tereno Fuji, who all finished on 11-4. Shodai and Asanayama, both Azekis there, and Tereno Fuji, Asekiwake, and uh, Kotonowaka as well. What a performance he put on. He <laughs> finished sort of fifth today with 10 wins and five losses, and he's, he's currently ranked 15th. So, fantastic result for him. I, you know, the, the, the guys above, you can... Kind of, if you were going to predict or be a betting man, you'd probably assume they're going to be up there. But Cotton Owaka to come out of nowhere and uh, secure a, a 10-5 Kachikoshi um, is absolutely unbelievable. Mm. So I'll give him a lot of credit for that. Then we had another 10 sumos who finished <laughs> on 9-6, in, uh, including uh, Takanosho, who's a Sekiwaki, or Tatsuyasu and uh, Mitakumi as well, uh, both Komasubis. 
they finished in that pool as well. So they were they were all up there or thereabouts. It's I think earlier on in the in the tournament, the higher ranking sumos weren't really performing how you'd expect them to, and it was a very much an open door by well, pretty much the halfway point when me and Hog last spoke, it was still kind of like it could be anybody's this really. Um, but then they've all just bounced back, as you mentioned yourself <laughs> there, Adam. That they, they, they all did. The, the Azekis came back and showed up. The interesting thing is, I want to get your opinions on this next point, is that going into this, we obviously knew about the situation regarding the Yokozunas. Now, neither Yokozuna competed. One through COVID, one because he couldn't be asked or something mm-hmm. along those lines anyway. Um, <laughs> I think his excuse literally was, I'm not in form. That was pretty much the excuse he's given so far. And that's anything else yeah. come out of the woodwork since then. It's not really that suitable considering they've both received formal warnings and notices from the, from the uh, Sumo Council, mm-hmm. from the Yokozuna Council. Now, typically I would have thought we might, at, the, at least, actually, if you go back and listen to our shows, we were sort of predicting the idea that uh, one of the Yokozunas might be forced to retire based on not showing up, mm-hmm. and it's one of the Ezekis for the taking to step up at that point. However, this has been an interesting one where you've got a non-ranked sumo who's, who's ended up winning, winning the, the Hatsu in terms of a general mega. You've got Shodai and Asanyama up there or thereabouts, respectively in joint second place, along with Turin Fuji. But are they realistically going to be bumping a Yokozuna at this point to replace him with somebody who hasn't won the Hatsu Basho, if you see where I'm coming from? Is that yeah. something that you think is likely? Start with yourself, Hog. Um, well, I'd like to see Hakuho in another uh, Basho. So I would like to see him come back and fight again. He is uh, quite a prolific fighter. So um, I think, I do think he'll come back for another tournament. Um, Shodai's had a very, very good tournament again uh, this time. Um, so I I think that's a, it's a really good question, Mark. I, I don't, which I don't know the answer to. Um, Takakesho, uh, Takake obviously he's, he was injured and he had an abysmal tournament, so he's fallen away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think really the door's only open for Shodai, as I can see it at the moment. I mean, I might be wrong, um, but maybe they'll force, I don't know my prediction, maybe they'll force one of the Yokozunas to drop out and I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think Shodai's ready for it yet. Yeah. I don't think, he, I think there may be another tournament, you know, you know, if he'd have won today, you know, if there'd have been a, a flip and uh, mm-hmm. he'd, he'd have won the tournament today, I think we might have been asking a slightly different question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think he's quite ready to become the Yokozuna. Yeah. What about yourself, Matt? Anything to add there? No, I completely agree. I think um, if you were to say, is anybody really standing out as being in the same league as, league as Kakiro and uh, Hakuo, it's like, not especially. I mean, Shodai performed extremely well. Let's get that clear. I mean, as much as everyone was like, oh, they won't do well. He, he ended up, well, but he, he mostly ran through fine. Um, Asanayama, moments of where that man just looks so tired. Well, not tired. He looks, he looks kind of sad. <laughs> he looks like he's trying so hard. <laughs> and, uh, um, but then, again, the biggest upset, the biggest surprise of the whole thing is Takakesho. Everyone just thought, well, this guy's going to run through. This guy's going to be fantastic. He's the one to watch. And from day one, just been 
frankly shocking. I don't know if there's a pressure getting ahead or whatever it's going to be, but the, the, the key fact is that um, I don't think any of them are Yokozuna material at this point. I mean, all of them have maybe one or two championships under their belt at this point. The, the one who actually, uh, and we'll get probably some more later when we talk about March predictions and things, the one I always sort of keep an eye on as a potential um, future Yokozuna is Terra Fuji. Yeah, man. I think he's, he's, I know he's only, well, he's second walking at the minute. I think he's uh, very much on track for his 33 wins to become an Ozeki, maybe in March. We'll see what happens there. But I think I could see him being fast tracked, shall we say. But then again, Shodai could have a really good basho himself and turn it around. Takakeshi could come back stronger. I, it's, it's so hard to tell at the minute. The thing I would say about uh, Turunofuji is he just, in the second half of the, mm -hmm. of the tournament, he just, looked like a beast didn't he i mean he, <laughs> he was fighting uh may say today and he just looked unbeatable i thought you yeah. know he had that kind of form at the end of the tournament that would put him up there with uh shodai and takakesho so yeah I, I do actually think in the a little bit further down the line he is yokozuna material you know mm -hmm. it's I, I i don't disagree with that at all i think toronto fuji out of those maybe bar daesho but Toronto Fuji, in compared to Shodai and Asanayama, he stands heads heads and tails above them for me at the moment, heads and shoulders even. But um, it's one of those things where I get the impression I don't think there's going to be any movement whatsoever um, with the ranked positions, and the reason for that is, you know, fair enough, Daesho, you've obviously got the win today, and unless they decide to make three uh, Komosubis or three Sekiwakis, mm. I don't... Because they're not going to make a fourth Ezeki. Um, I don't think there's going to be any movement because I think it would be unfair to demote anybody else. I mean, Takakisho, if, if he hadn't have won in November and he'd have performed this month that we had performed, then I'd say it's fair to demote him. But because he, he won in November... He literally won the full thing in November. Mm -hmm. He didn't just, you know, it wasn't just a catchy koshi. He won the full tournament. He's had a poor tournament here, but he has bowed out with an injury. And actually, I was kind of dubious about that injury until I've gone back and watched some of the highlights that people have posted online. And I think it was possibly event four, day four, where you see him land and he hobbles <laughs> on, a, on a knackered looking ankle. And then he went on to fight following that. So he didn't drop out when he got injured, but he kept fighting and and you know furthered his injury. Basically, that's what the situation seems to be at the moment. So it was a legitimate dropout, but he was performing poor until that point. Half of those performances were based on him having a bad angle. So tricky. It's a tricky situation. I don't mm -hmm. think it would be very fair to, to to drop him after that performance based on his overall emphatic win in November. I think it would be a bit harsh. Likewise. Uh, with the Sekiwakas and the Komosubis as they currently are, they all won. They, they all came out at least 9-6 or above. So to drop any of them from their positioning would be a, a pretty big call because you're being sort of, um, you know, you're, you're being disciplined almost for winning. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not really that fair to demote <laughs> anybody at this point, which means that, well, where are the positions to climb up to for the likes of DSO who isn't ranked? Where can he go if nobody... It's not really fair to demote anybody. It's a tricky one. So I'm I'm currently wondering if they'll look at the idea of creating a third spot um, Komasubi or Sekiwake. We've got three Ezekis, but we've only got two positions for each of the other ranked fighting 
I don't know. I, th I think because, um, okay, so technically speaking, if I remember correctly, Yokozuna, you can have, I believe, up to three. Yeah. Ozeki is between three and five, so I wouldn't be surprised if they do push Terran and Fuji up, which then shuffles everyone up a little bit. Because I think Sekiwaki and Kumasubi, Kumasubi, sorry, you usually only get two. I don't think I don't. There's precedent to have more than two, but it wouldn't surprise me if rather than just saying Daisho, you're also Kumasubi, that they just say right in March, Takakesho has to defend. It was obviously if he if he had lost, well, he was on course to lose this, mm -hmm. in fact, and he would have gone back down in theory and a little bit reshuffled or whatever but yeah. he now has to he's been uh, effectively got a bit of a hiatus until march and he can come back and figure out what the hell he's doing mm -hmm. but again that leaves a gap potentially for terran fujiko but it's all basically uh, all the things i would expect it to have happened in january i think it'll be postponed until march where it's a more decisive right yokozuna you are either coming back or you're not coming back at all pick it now um obviously covid notwithstanding we'll get to that in a minute um and then the whole like Ozeki, we need to have a shuffle up here. Is it be three, four, five? What's going to be? And then the Sakuraki and the Komusubi just sort of move them around a bit because there was a lot of people because of COVID and because of various staples saying, right, was it like 19, 18 people out of commission? I mean, it's like, right, you're all either you have it or they're being distanced because of it, that kind of thing, uh, because of exposure. It meant you've had so many people coming out from the lower ranks, basically. The lower, it, 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 it just shuffled everything up. Everything's so chaotic. So I don't know. And, and the fact that it's, again, it's, it's a very unprecedented, I hate saying unprecedented time, so it's a cliche thing to say at the minute, but it's unprecedented for, for, for Sumo as well, because you wouldn't usually see this kind of thing. You wouldn't usually have a thing where, you know, three Ozeki are the highest ranking participants, one of which who goes out midway through, the other two you think, well, it's anybody's game. That's not really something you see. So, I, yeah, I think it's a, a case that they'll shuffle them up rather than in, insert another one near the, the middle of the bottom of the of the Sanyaku. It would be go on, go on, hug. Go on, hug. Yeah, so, so yeah, I, I agree, Matt. I think that's a pretty good shout. You know, I think um uh Takakesho, they want to see um, a good tournament out of him. Oh yeah. I mean my understanding is that or the way I kind of perceived it was on day three he was fighting Hokuto Fuji and um that was a that was a pretty blistering fight. There was a mm. there was a big nosebleed in that fight, <laughs> um, and Hokuto Fuji came back and beat Takakesho. And then that that for me was like the beginning of the end for Takakesho. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was when he picked up his ankle injury, but then after that he just uh, he just kind of went downhill, didn't he? So mm -hmm. I think I think um, and then he dropped out on day ten, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then so I think they want to see a full a full tournament out of him. You know, so I think, like you say, I think it's a bit of a stalemate until after the next tournament. I think we'll know a little bit more after that. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout. And I think it's a very good point that you made there as well, Matt, regarding Toronto Fuji um, and um, what they might do. I, well, with Toronto Fuji specifically, sorry, I'm going to get on to Toronto Fuji here. Mm. Um, today, we've already mentioned there that he, um, he beat Macy today, which obviously devastated me, being a, a Macy fanboy. <laughs> um, but they can't grumble too much because, to be fair to Toronto Fuji, he was an absolute beast. <laughs> it wasn't like a close call. He just dominated him. He steamrolled him. Get out. See you later on. To the point where he won a Gino Show um, technique prize as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, two were handed out today. Two... Technique prizes were handed out to, and there's usually only one or two a year, two or three, sometimes a year handed out. It's not like you get one every basho. It's maybe one 
one at every other basho as an average, from what I've read. Sort of every two or three bashos, there might be a technique prize handed out, mm-hmm. um, which is a cash prize of I think it's two million yen, mm-hmm. uh, which is equivalent of about fourteen grand, I believe. So it's a nice little payday, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but the crack is with that as well, the the Gino Show Award. Two of them were given out, like I say. The other one was to Maduro Fuji on his performance today. And what's interesting is they both come from the same hair. Mm. Okay. They're both from the same stable, which tells you quite a lot about what their training methods must be and the fact that both guys are picking up, in fact, as well, very well deserved. Because mm, that that bloody move that Toronto Fuji did on Macy today, it was just raw power, <laughs> just the way he tipped him. It's like a dump truck. <laughs> well, there was that, and then there was the the fight on day fourteen against Shodai. Mm, um, yes, yeah. and th- you know that was a really really good fight. I thought there was a, it felt very very tense. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, quite a lot of leg uh, tripping attempts, but um, Taruna uh, Fuji obviously came through and smashed it in the end. Uh, Midori Fuji, he's been a great one to watch. I think um, mm-hmm. in this tournament. There was a really good fight again on day 14 uh, against Kiribayama with the uh, Mawashi malfunction. Can you guys yes. remember that one? Yes, I, I do. Can, yes. <laughs> you very rarely see that. That almost never comes up. I know, but you think yeah. to yourself, if some, everyone, everyone's being introduced to sumo, it's like, so what's the uh, what's the big thing that they're wearing? Oh, a Mawashi. It's basically just a big silk ribbon. It's like, what, so it's, it's just wrapped around them like a bandage. Yes, and then you tuck it in. Doesn't it come <laughs> loose? That's no, really tight. Does it ever come loose? It's like, I've never seen it, but again, it was the moment. Like, why, why, why is the Gyoji running in? And it's like because it's too loose. And he needs to refix it. And again, it's the moment. Of like, obviously, you have to freeze, and it has to get readjusted very quickly. And there's that moment of tension. Like, is this going to change the footing? Are they going to get yeah. home just to get? I, again, I've, I've. It's very rare to see that sort of stuff. So I, I find that fascinating personally. Yeah, the cra- I think the crowd found it quite amusing as well, yeah. and um, it was kind of one of the points of a uh, Gyoji's career that you. you one of the low points, I'd say. I think it took a wash in as somebody uh, into the crack of the sumo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a bit of a war of attrition, that though, as well. That actual fight went on for about 20 minutes. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was a long battle. I think, in fact, it was probably the longest battle of the tournament so far, I guess. It's up there. It's definitely in the top three. Well, I've, ri- I've um, written down the longest one that annoyed me a little bit. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think it was it was over two minutes long, wasn't it? Which in, in terms of sumo, <laughs> fight, not quite, yeah, not quite twenty, is it? Mark? <laughs> in terms of sumo fighting, it uh, a uh, sumo match that's quite, that's quite a long time, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, three quarters of it was the ref trying to tuck his tuck his ribbon in. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tucking his shirt in. Tucking your shirt in, lad. Fascinating. <laughs> your tie, tie up. Um, it was it was a, it was an interesting. Um, Interesting set of circumstances regarding that. And you're right, it's the first time I've seen it. I can't remember when the last time it happened or where I'd actually watched it. It wasn't just a highlight. But it was a, it was an interesting match, to say the least. Um, before we move on to some previous matches, I just wanted to crack on and have a little chat about some of the not-so-good news, or some of the not-so-good results and kind of shock results by the end of day 15 in terms of standings. Poor Kota Shoho. I mean, jeez. Oh, Third oh, yeah. rank in He's finished the event on two and thirteen. Very poor. Just uh, yeah. a bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this, this is a running theme. Sorry, sorry to interrupt there. Um, yeah, so this is a running theme for me, and I, I, I feel this is going to sort of um, it very much covers everything, and it's to bore you with a bit of facts to start with. So 
it was mentioned that in the last consecutive six consecutive bashos, there have been six different winners. That doesn't really ever happen. And the pandemic has genuinely thrown everything off. It's yeah. all very surreal. So, for example, I remember, I don't know which one, it must have been middle of last year in 2020, Onosho was having a terrible time. He was, like uh, again, similarly, 12 or 13 in a row, complete losses. And when he finally did get a win, the crowd was uproarious. It was amazing. And he... Um, you know, he, he uh, I think he finished similarly with 13-2 at the end. And it was just like, oh, that's just so mortifying, so embarrassing. And no show has come back stronger and stronger. It's like, oh, hang on, you wouldn't have known, you know, five, six months later. It's like, that guy there, the one who's doing really well, he was, you know, practically on the way out a little while ago. So I don't know if it's just, you know, the the the, the compounding losses getting in his head. Um but it was just, it's just, it was just tragic to watch every single day. You think stuff is even when he did manage to squeak out those two victories, it was, it was just still a case of like, oh come on, man, you're, you're better than this. <laughs> well, he he won today, didn't he? Yes, and, exactly. Um, but it was it was the, yeah, <laughs> he kind of won by the skin of his teeth, didn't he? Didn't mm. he go to a mono knee as well today? So, yeah. Bit pointless, bad. pointless, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Why bother, son? It um, needs a clip around the lug. <laughs> he needs to have a talk, a stern talking to. Uh, to be honest, though, whilst it was a poor one, he wasn't the only one down in those uh, ember dumps. To be honest with you, because uh, Takashuriu as well ranked eight. He finished on three twelve. Ryudan, who I just remember having a shocking tournament. I just remember vividly his matches being very poor. Um, he finished on 4.11. I don't know why he stands out more than Cottershaw. I think Cottershaw became more of the, the running joke. Oh, here he is. Good <laughs> pl- plucky effort kind of thing, you know. Uh, with Ryudin, I just thought, terrible. Just a terrible outing. It just, didn't, it just didn't look appealing in terms of a match to watch. You just always assumed he was going to get beat. Um, Touching Ocean as well finished on 4.11 as well. But I think, uh, the two to, I think the two that I'm more concerned for are uh, Sadanumi and Akua. Because they both finished on 5'10", mm. but, but you're talking ranked 13 there. So he might just, Akua might just escape being demoted, although he's not, he's not on form. Sadanumi's ranked 17th, man. So <laughs> he's got to be shaken a bit because there's some people beneath who are looking for that step up at the moment based on their performances from the Juriot as well. But I think, I think Sadanumi, um, might bite the dust this tournament, you know. I think he might be demoted. I think that's a good shout. There's another, there's uh, Ryuden. I think he's quite an abject kind of uh, person to watch fighting. It's the way he kind of like when he gets down into the position to fight <laughs> and he's shaking his bot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little it really, really puts me off. That, you know? <laughs> Takes you out the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> I, think, I think it was the um. Yeah, the November tournament. And it's when he was really writhing and wriggling around, bouncing like sort of was on a spring. And after like maybe like 10 matches, it suddenly stopped. And there was this assumption that his stable mustard, whatever you're doing, knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> it's not helping you and it's annoying everyone else. <laughs> I kind of want this, some kind of like uh, 70s disco soundtrack over the top of Saturday, <laughs> Saturday Night Fever or something yeah. when he's getting. The other one that I think is a bit dodgy is uh, Tokusho Ryu as well. I mean, obviously he won it, didn't he, like last year? And then yes, he's just like, well, that was a real surprise and everything. But um, I just think he's he's pony as well, isn't he? I mean, he's just he's got <laughs> he's got the size and everything, and he looks like 
at times I think, yeah, he looks like he could be a really, really good wrestler, but then he just he just has not performed and he's just technically not there, I don't think, you know? Mm-hmm. I think um I think that kind of links in well to talk about the sort of um the elephant in the room. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Drop off five thousand, uh Akisiyama. Now Interesting character, to say the least. We've discussed him a few times, Hog. Uh, you predicted halfway through that he was going to drop off massively and you wouldn't see him again. <laughs> He's going to pack his bags. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go on the, go he... the mega bus and hit the Gretna Green. <laughs> He's going to do one. But he, yeah. um, he lost again today. Um, he finishes, he fi- to be fair, he finishes on 9 6. You know, he got to, he's got his uh, Kachikoshi, but he finishes on 9 6, which isn't a terrible outing. But compared to where he was in week one, there was indeed a big drop off. Yeah, I mean, he he started well and um, kind of got halfway through the tournament. I just thought he didn't have the momentum, uh, like the momentum to keep going. So, and you know, it, it, that's what happened, really. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he finished nine six today. But um, am I right in thinking the nickname for him is the Granddad, <laughs> <laughs> Gram, Grandpa? He's definitely one of the older ones and looks G- it. So. Yeah, I'm sure, he, I'm sure his nickname's like G-San, which means like Granddad. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but he's like, he, I mean, he was great to watch. You know, he um, he he won today, didn't he? He, won, he was playing. No, no, he lost today against Kagayaki. Oh, that's it, Kagayaki. But he went to a mono two. Um, and yeah, I just thought he was quite a, he was a fun guy to watch in this <laughs> tournament. He had a great yeah. start, like dropped away. So... There's quite a lot of stuff going on for him. Yeah, this, this, the match that he had today actually summarizes perfectly kind of your description of the he just he just drops off the boil, he just loses steam. Yeah. Um, today it obviously went uh, to uh, Turinashi, and the match had to be restarted because they both felt it was. And, I, and I've watched it a few times trying to find out whether it was just a slight on the judges' call, but there was this you know you're talking paper thin difference between who hit the ground first it's yeah. impossible to tell so i think it was a fair call to restart the match but rematch wasn't they yeah rematch right. call, wasn't it? yeah kagiyaki just easily turned him over for, with an oshidashi <laughs> like, like, you could tell he was he was done in oh yeah he did have enough worth of originals in his pocket to keep <laughs> I, I think he's a little bit like um uh, well, okay, not not exactly like, but he, he reminds me in a strange way of um, Ichinojo in the same way because, sorry, Ichinojo, sorry, because they have a really strong start, they bash through, but the problem is they don't seem to have a lot of stamina. So if they don't have it secured within the first couple of seconds, they start to struggle. So if the idea of a Monoe coming in and saying, right, we've made a decision, we're going to go again, it's like, oh God, I don't have anything left in the tank. I've got nothing to give you. I can't go again. He's also one of the very few assume wrestlers in this particular group who looks how most British people probably assume sumo wrestlers look. <laughs> so the pub and said, I'm a big guy, I'm good enough. Whereas the other one's like, no, 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 they're, they're stocky. Like Kotoeko, for example, this massive sort of shoulder muscles thing. Oh no, there's, there's some strength and power there. Whereas Akasiyama, there's a lot of gravity going on. And it's sort of, he, he, kind of, he, has, he has the look of that guy that sits at the end of the bar at Weatherspoons yes. just drinking the cheapest <laughs> beer all day. Jimmy if Five Bellies. Yeah, if you took his clothes off and put a uh, mawashi on him. <laughs> there he, he is, there. You know, he stands up and says, I could do that. And just um, <laughs> into the Tokyo. Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting you should mention Ichinojo there as well. Um, he 
yeah, you nailed it. He, you know, again, he lost today. He could have gone on for a double figure win if he'd have wanted to do with mm. the Kachikoshi, but he ended up finishing nine uh, six, much mm. like Axiyama. Um, but and he, and he lost to Hokoto Fuji, who finishes on seven eight, so he missed out. But you're right, Ichinojo is one that I about three or four days ago I put the last rex next to and just thinking I'm going to keep an eye on him for next uh, for the next Basho because I think he's going to be a one to watch. And then as soon as I did that, I kind of cursed him a bit, like, and he just had a really sort of turbulent time from then on. Um, but these things happen, and I suppose uh, it's only worth us speaking about Tobizaru here, mate. Uh, yeah. You've been, yeah, yeah, because I know you were sort of, um, you were on the uh, Tobizaru bandwagon, weren't you, at first? You really wanted him to do well, you were keeping an eye on him, and yeah. then by the middle of our, our exploits... Um, you, you, you concede a defeat. <laughs> he turned his ass under to him. But to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, you also called out uh, uh, Midori Fuji as well. Um, Tobazaru finished on six nine. Midori Fuji finished on nine six. Um, so Midori, I, th- I think he did a really solid tournament. Uh, Michael Macy, he dropped off a bit. To be fair, I thought he was bossing it a little bit, and I thought I'd see more of him going forward. And I thought he would sort of stand up and be counted. He finished on eight seven, so he's got his catchy, but still wanted more out of him. Uh, to be honest with you, and but to be fair, you know he finished today against Taruna Fuji, who yeah. uh, was just basically a bull against a zebra. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. you're not stopping it. Um, but yeah, I think overall from our predictions, Tobizaru. We knew what the crack was with that, but I think it was a fair shout from you with the Midori Fuji. Yeah, to keep an eye on. Well, the the one that I thought was great was uh, on day thirteen. It was uh, Tobizaru uh, versus Tara, uh, Takara Fuji, mm. and uh, it was a really sluggish fight. Uh, and, and at one point, it actually looked like Tobizaru was trying to tickle him, tickle Tara, <laughs> Takara Fuji. And there was it, it's like a, if my missus is ever trying to tickle me, and I'm like. And I grab her arms, grab her hands just to stop her doing it. Mm. Um, it was just one of those really kind of pitiful fights. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was um, I'm not really selling it, but it was worth watching. <laughs> it's worth what day 13. It's one to watch. Worth watching. Yeah. <laughs> the, tickle fi- the tickle fight. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um... Is there any particular matches going back, Matt, during the week that stand out for you? If we were to give somebody who hasn't maybe watched everything so far, if we were going to produce the, the equivalent of a um, of a mixtape uh, of, of January, yeah, let's say let's say three matches maybe that stand out for you from days gone by. You might have already mentioned them, but is there anything that you think people no, should yeah, go back I've to watch? Um, so, f- from a positive point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that comes to mind to me is um, just just on the technical side of things was on day eleven on Wednesday. Uh, it's Teresiyoshi against Ryudin, and it's not one you'd expect to see, but it was because of the move. It was he picked him up with a leg pick, and it was often yeah. very quick. It was an Ashitori, and it's like yeah. again, it's it's the uniqueness. It's the same way when you show someone like a a tape of like the greatest goals ever scored in football, and you see some sort of bicycle kick. It's like don't expect to see this all the time, but it's an interesting thing. So here it is, that kind of thing. So for me, I would definitely highlight that because, and I think to be honest with you, that's not even the sense of like Teruyoshi being necessarily uh, an especially good Rikshi. Um, I have a lot of frustration with him and his salt. We'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> so much showboating, and he slips all over the salt all the time. But because he targeted <laughs> his arm, as um, as you guys mentioned like last week, um, 
he had to do things very very differently i think that's what led to to you know going for that kind of uh victory for the leg pick because it's like i have to do something that isn't going to put pressure on my arm so it's going to genuinely um keep him in the game basically no yeah i think it was i think it was a i think it was a great battle i agree with you completely i thought that with a I say a great battle, a great manoeuvre, I suppose is a better way to phrase it. Mm. It was just the way he just so non, non, like, uh, nonchalantly walked him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so taking your dog for a walk. <laughs> it's like, look, 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 out you go. And it just shows it doesn't have to be about smashing into each other. You can be very technically clever about it. Yeah. Um, similarly, uh, we've already mentioned, but the, on day 14 yesterday, the Shodai Terunofuji, that, that's that again, you would think it's two Ozeki's going head to head, not what you know where Terunofuji currently is. Um, lots of acrobatic dancing around, flipping back and forth, spinning on the rice bales. You know, it's like, oh, it's so close. It goes back. It's, it was very fast paced, very energetic, very heavy hitting sort of thing. So that for me is like uh, a, a good prime example of two arguably equally matched opponents showing what they're capable of and what the, and what the sport is capable of, basically. Fair uh, enough. Mm-hmm. I think I have one, one last thing to, to talk about, in, 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 at least in a positive line. Because um, got some negatives I want to point out. Um, uh, the other one I probably go with is okay. So, just basically when I got into sumo um, around the time, it's, it's, like, it's like anything when you get into any sort of sport, you think who's on the up, who's looking interesting, who's you know going places. Oh, I know, I'll follow their career. They seem quite interesting. And that was Tochinoshi for me when he when he sort of started really picking up steam, you know, four or five years ago. Whatever it was. So I'm always quietly rooting for him, even. I mean, the last couple of six, you know, yeah, five, six months, he's been quite shocking. So him on day 13, uh, doing his almost patented lifting Kotoeko, who hold on, held on extremely well, just out of the dojo and won like his what 1,100 match, wherever it was. I was like, yes, yes, that's what I want to see. That kind of really just that raw power of strength because Kotoeko isn't, is by no means short or light. So just being able to struggle back and forth and even be able to hold on as long as he did, you know, off the ground, because you think that's the end of it. So for me, those handful of um, examples were really, really solid, you know, a, a real high considering everything's been so all over the place. Fair enough. No, I think they're fair examples. Uh, before we go on to your more negative points that you wanted to mention there, Matt, we'll jump over to you, Hog, quickly to see is there any other matches that you want to point out from the the this the second week especially in terms of matches that you would add to a mixtape. Okay, mate. Well, the the first one was we didn't actually brush on it on the week one, which was Takakesho versus Hokuto Fuji. That uh-huh. was one. That was the one with the nosebleed. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty epic fight. You know, it was cr- pretty brutal. Uh, Hokuto Fuji kind of came back and beat Takakesho. Takakesho had uh, claret all over him. It was a great fight. Um, day 11, I thought uh, Okinumi versus Shodai. Uh, I thought that was a great fight. Um, it it went to a monoe and there was a rematch. Um, and then Shodai won by the skin of his teeth. Um, yeah. I thought that was a really good fight. And then that was putting Shodai in a really good position to, to win the tournament. And then I thought day 12 as well, where it was Macy versus uh, Daesho. And that was a really pivotal day, I felt, for Daesho, where he could have, you know, where it kind of set him up um, to win the tournament. So I think that was another really, really good fight. Brilliant stuff. I think what I'm just going to add on to those as well is 
one of my favourite fights so far, just because of what it meant going into day 15. I know we've already touched upon it, but Tereno Fuji versus Shodai from from day 14. Um, Tereno Fuji had won five of their previous 11 matches and Shodai had won six of them. Agreed. Um, Tereno Fuji was going into that match at 9-4. Shodai was going in at 11-2. We all know what the situation was. If Shodai had um, won that fight, it would have been much closer on day 15. However, that wasn't to be. Tereno Fuji... Um, the Sekiwaki upset the Azeki. Uh, fantastic. I mean, it's one of those interesting things where... It's one of those interesting things where I think because of how it was set up, it led the feeling of going into day that like very interesting and quite special. I know it would have been anyway if um, the results had been a bit different yesterday, but still the idea, because we'd seen it happen previously at previous Bashos, mm-hmm. that Shodai, if, he, if he'd have won today, um, obviously he didn't. We, we know fine <laughs> well that he didn't. And uh, Daesho had lost, we would have got that playoff. I think it was almost perfect to expect that. It was it was almost kind of similar circumstances as what happened with uh, Takakisho in November, wasn't it? He got beat mm, and then yeah. he had to win the playoff, you know what I mean, to win. But we didn't obviously get to that point, in fact, unfortunately. Uh, or fortunately, if, <laughs> if you are a Daesho fan. But I think I just had that that uh, match to the mix there because I just thought it was um, what it meant. It was just, it it's it kind of felt like it's Daesho's to throw away after that match. But I was kind of hoping that there would be more random shenanigans that would happen today just to kind of um, extend the madness. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that fight kind of sealed the fate of the tournament, didn't it? You know, I, I think, think it that... did. I think it's a good way of seeing it. It did I... see it left open a bit of hope of something random happening, but it did seal the fate to an extent, you're right. Yeah, and I think they were two very, very good fighters, and it was a very, very evenly matched um fight. So yeah. I think it was, it was, you know, that would have been like number four on my list if I could have had four. <laughs> yeah, think... no, it's fair enough. I think, um, I think the thing is as well with Toronto Fuji, as we've mentioned as well, it's just how much of a beast he ended up looking. And, and I think mm. there was a part of me that was kind of thinking, it's, it's a shame that you've stepped it up now. Mm. Because if you'd have done that a day, maybe two days before, then we might have had a much different ending to this tournament. He t- to me, I mean Daesho, Yes, I think, I think Daesho, No questions is is the deserved winner of it. However, well, purely because if, you know he's won more matches. It's as simple as that. But personally, Tereno Fuji, I think the grit, determination, absolute beast mode that he turned on for the majority of the tournament had me believing that he's almost like the the true. You know, the, the person who's yeah. next in line almost. I, I'm very keen to see what he does in March, put it that way. Tereno Fuji in March, if he carries on his performance like he did today and steps it up and that hunger is there as yeah. it was in the second week, then I think we're on for some pleasant stuff. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I th- I, again, if you if you look at, I mean, Hakuo has been absent for a little while now, obviously. And for those who don't know, Hakuo is... No, no, not even arguably. He is the greatest sumo of all time. Um, he's got like 40 <laughs> yeah, plus, 44 championships under his belt. And oh, again, he, but the thing is, he's like 35, I think, now. He's he's getting on as far as, let's face it, most sport is concerned. Most get like mid 30s. I say this as a 36 year old man. I'm, I'm also getting on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Same here. 
Yeah, but he is, he is, you know, a kind of, and the thing is, unlike, and this is just a bit of a cultural thing, unlike a lot of the Japanese who tend to be quite reserved in defeat and victory, if, you know, every now and again you'll see like a, you know, a, a, just a, a Sanayama, for example, looking a bit too sad, or an Osho doing a bit of a slight, quiet fist pump, like, that kind of thing. There's always slight hints at it, but Hakuo doesn't care. He will happily show you he's furious that he's lost, or, you know, he, and then I see that in Terra Fuji. I see that, that similar power and rage and emotion, basically, and he, he when he, when he loses, he looks like he's going to tear someone's head off, and if he wins, he looks also like he might still tear someone's head off. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. kind of a presence that you think, yes, this is this is someone who is in charge. But at the same time, and this is something I'm always cautious of with Terano Fuji, his legs, his knees look like an action figure all bound up with you know tape, um, masking tape as a kid. Like, well, these these are broken, so you have to put masking tape on. You, can't, <laughs> you have to be careful when you're playing with them um, because I I think he starts out, you know. As a lot of the um, well, a lot of the fighters do at this point, because it's very disorienting. You know, the 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 bash opens up, and the first two or three days, it's all over the place. And then finally, gets his head in the game, gathers steam, and just plows through everybody. And if he can do that from day one, I think it'd be very very interesting. Yeah, no, I I fully agree. And I think one thing that you mentioned there, you highlighted as well, is um, uh, Hakuho the. For those who didn't tune in earlier or aren't aware of the situation, he is what the, the Yokozuna out of the two who's got COVID. So what's his bounce back going to be like from that? Is he going to be able to bounce back? When you think about, you know, you don't just get rid of COVID and then you sound. <laughs> it's like the, the, the lasting effects can be quite uh, catastrophic for a lot of people in terms of what it does to their health in general. Mm-hmm. He's an older dude. He's, he's, he's proved his worth. It's not like he's got anything left to prove. <laughs> does, does he want to maybe just bow out gracefully at that point? I mean, it's obviously very different for Kaku Ryu, who just didn't turn up, um, no rhyme or reason, as, <laughs> other than he said he was just out of form, whereas Haku had legitimate reason. Um, and I assume that the, the Yokozuna committee are going to be, um, the council, sorry, are going to be very understanding, I think. They don't want to sort of, you know, they'd rather not. Um, get the Yokos to, to, to stand down. I think it's almost. Dare I say, as awful as it sounds, Hakuo um, announcing he has COVID is almost like a way out for the deliberation council, so they don't have to make mm-hmm. any any yeah. you know quite significant decisions about his future because they can just kind of say at this point, okay, fair enough, you know that's you know it's it's out of your hands, it is what it is, we'll take it into consideration. Kakuryu hasn't got the same excuse. I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't honestly think they're going to do anything about it at this stage. I think mm. he needs to turn up in March. <clears throat> I think at this stage, if Takakisha had had have come in and he'd have been on form and he had a, and he'd had a blitz in January, then I think the question about Kakuryu um, stepping down and Kish stepping up might have been in people's interest because of how dominant Taka looked. Whereas, because he dropped out so earlier on, there isn't somebody ready to step up right now at this mm-hmm. moment in time, as we've brushed upon earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe after March, we'll see. But right now, there isn't. Nobody looks that dominant enough to take over a Yokozuna position. They just don't. Mm-hmm. So going back to what you said earlier about expanding the Ezeki um, pot, I, mm-hmm. think you, I think that would be the, log- the logical move. Um, and then keeping the Yokos in place for now 
making decisions after March more than anything else. I think we mm-hmm. probably won't see very much happening until March at this stage. But what a lot to look forward to in March we have. <laughs> true, uh, true. Before we head on to that bit, do you want to mention a couple of the points that you were saying there, Matt, about things you weren't so... Um... Yeah, just very quickly. Um, I will just whip through them. And, and again, it's the same thing when people say, oh, you know, if you're making a mixtape, what you know, trying to get someone into sumo, what would you show them? They're all goals and gaps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There'd be things that be like, these are uh, things you don't want to see. Um, and there are, there, there are three points, um, I'll say very quickly. The first is Ichinojo and Midoro Fuji in that cuddle fest standoff for like <laughs> three minutes on day 10. And it was very lackluster. You just kind of sat there and, you know, obviously the Gyoji's, you know, yell at them, say, you're still in, you're still in, come on, come on. And the, the crowd's generously clapping. You're like, do something. And then finally, it's a Yurikiri, just push them out. Like, okay, that's very boring end. And that became like, you know, it, it, it almost sullies everything around it. The second thing is, is a two-part, is the controversy, shall we say. And it's like any sport, everything, you know, obviously you have the monoe, you've got the, the video uh, ref on the phone, as it were, who goes back to the playback and then you have everything so intricately detailed, but there's always two points you think, hang on, you've missed this. The first one is day 12 and the second one was actually today. So the first one is on day 12, it was possible Daesho pulled Meisei's top knot. For those who don't know, that is the most illegal thing you can do other than kicking him in the balls. Um, and it's like, you know, there's a top knot, obviously, the, the hair around on the head. And obviously it's, 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 you know, it's, it's a cheap move, full stop. But I mean, there was one Yokozuna years ago who did that and all the crowd saw it and threw their pillows and their cushions in the throat. It was, it was an absolute state of chaos. But looking at the footage back, it was like, it's not his neck. It's, there's been a few things that have been played back. Like, that looked like we were actually on his hair. That looks quite shady. And I know he's now won. And I don't think I was pushing back for it saying, you know, we should do a recount or anything like that at all. But it's one of those things you think that's not good to know. That's, that's shady. That's, that's something you don't want to see becoming a bad habit going up and up and up. So it did you very... think, sorry, Matt, did you think it mm. was then? Do you think I, was I, again, I was watching with my wife and um, again, watching the playback again and again. And we said, quietly said, I mean, I'm not comfortable that Dai Show has the win over Maysay. I think, I don't know if he necessarily did it intentionally, but his hand was definitely all over his hair and, his, and Maysay's hair's all ruffled up as it were. And I said, that doesn't just happen all over, on its own. I think if you just, the monoe should have gone, right, now reset, now do it again. Yeah. Then we have a decisive victory. I think that would be the thing. But again, you know, you've got the Gyoji in the ring, you've got the, the various judges coming in for the monoe, you've got the, the video at the same, you've got enough in there um, to counter all the, you know, the classic, uh, you know, previous decades of controversy and um, uh, corruption in sumo. Um, mm. So I don't think I don't think it was an, an intentional thing. I think it was just having a I think it was focused on the feet so much and no one's looking at the hair. But I think, yeah, he might have. Is, is this a blast that? Go back yeah, to funny one, like, because, um, yeah, I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think mm. it was. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, but I, it wasn't like a kind of full-on... Grabbing the top knot like you no. would, uh, you would in Shoreditch or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> but there was hints of it. But I think it was yeah. just in the momentum of the movement. He kind of, I, I, I can't really see it. The closest yeah, thing you yeah. could get to a hair pull was, re, like you were saying, reset the fighters and have it again. Yeah, have the fight again. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't think it was a, as 
not intentional or anything. No, they're not. not no. Like, you've gone out to say, I'm going to do this. And it's like, you'd be so stupid to even try. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's fair. Um, I think yeah. um, I think I think with that particular thing there, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I, re- I remember watching the replay and rewinding it twice to watch it again. It was one of those things where part I don't think he did. However, at the same time, there's still an element of doubt, mm-hmm. and that slight element of doubt would be enough for me to say do a restart. Um, I think I think that would have been fair. Yes, yeah, he's on such a course to well, as we now know win it's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's Messi was on form at that point as well bear in mind exactly. he was on 8-3 at that point and Daniel yeah. was on 9-2 That's so they were true. very very close uh, Macy has also won f- the last 4-0 well, four in the previous encounters mm-hmm. um, so it's it, you know he he on paper was the was the, you know stronger based on previous right. encounters however they were very close there was only one match difference in between their win records so far I will say I think Daesho's ring awareness in that particular bout was incredible um, oh, yeah, his, his, just, just his spatial awareness of knowing where the rope was using the rope to his advantage and dancing around it I thought just his understanding of where his feet were um, probably clinched that victory for him more than anything else did yeah, on that particular day how, and and obviously Macy ended up hitting the deck beforehand, mm-hmm. so it was a good win for him. But I do think um, a restart probably would have been the fairest outcome. Yeah, I have to you, agree. With you don't you want any you don't want any doubt hanging over you know a decisive victory like today, for example. He he, he cleaned house. He was he was great. He was in great form. And you, you know, as I say the first winner from the Saitama Prefecture. You want to be a, a clear victory through and through like yeah this man deserved it he was strong and and i was just and again it's you know the officials didn't decide to do anything with it so obviously it's not been that bad at all but it did give me pause and put it that way yeah fair enough but there's one one last thing i was gonna say i'll be i say i'll be, I'll be brief um right. that, was the, that was the day um and it's uh the last match shodai versus asaniyama and i was surprised because i thought shodai's got this in the bag and sort of be quite clean and it was not the case towards Aniyama turned up basically he ran through him but the difference was how it ended because the the Gyoji so to, to close it in here um Sanayama Shodai smash into each other Tachiai great pushing around then and I must admit I don't think it would have changed much but Shodai was being pushed towards the rice bale he was getting caught up and he, he was spinning around as a quarter circle as it were trying to save himself at which point his feet are effectively on the Gyoji's um, kimono, and he yeah. looks at him like, like and you see the slow motion, like move, and yeah. he gets pushed out. <laughs> and then, th- but then he stood there outside the dojo and looks in, like, are we just gonna, we're just gonna let this stand? There's yeah. no one we. There's nothing. It's like, even, I mean, and again, from my perspective, my opinion, much similar with the, with the, the top knot thing. I'm like, uh, you were, you were going out, mate. I don't, I don't I mean, yes, okay, he was in the way, but he wasn't in your way. You were, you weren't gonna be able to defend yourself from this. I don't think you may have got distracted by it, but that's not necessarily on the Gyoji. That's on the referee. That's, that's on you, I think. And that kind of stuff lives, leaves that element of doubt and confusion. So it's interesting to see if you've never been, if you've never watched any sort of sumo bouts before, because you're like, is that a thing? Is it? Well, yes, obviously you can technically, you can knock Gyoji straight into the crowd if you, you know, accidentally it's happened in the past. Mm. But uh, yeah, so just things I, I sort of picked up, shall we say, across the, the week. In other sports, if the ball hits the ref and ends up at the feet of the opposite of the opposition, um, <laughs> you, you carry on, don't you? That's what it is. And, yep. and I think the thing is with this one, it's um, 
I, I just don't think Shodai turned up. I think mm-hmm. I think I think his heart fell through his ass because of what happened in the match earlier on. He kind of you know he, he was hoping, as I'm sure the rest of his team were, that um, Daesho wasn't going to get the win. It might it might end up going to to the to a playoff. Mm-hmm. But because that suddenly became out of his grasp and out of his control altogether, and it happened, you know what. Three or three or four matches, roughly before his match. Yeah, it was kind of like the right. It was done. You know, the 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 guy had already been awarded the win. The guy, yeah. you know, you'd have, seen, been awarded the you'd have seen a very different. You'd have seen a very different show die today if Dyer yeah. yeah. show had got beaten. Yeah, I think he wouldn't have been tripping over referees' cloths, would he? You know, there was some um, there was a moment where because just because the, the, the tunnels they come out. Um, Daisho won, and it hadn't really hit him at that point. We, um, my wife and I were saying, like, you can see in his eyes, it's, it's slowly dawning. He's like, it's that, it's that settling into it. Like, hang on, this is, I've won. This is it. It wasn't that massive, you know, fist bumping, rocky moment. You're like, yes, I've done it. Um, it you know, just screaming, Adrian, into the crowd. <laughs> it's but, funny, isn't it? Because, um, sorry, yeah. I- Cut across yeah, you there, yeah, Matt. Sure. Um, because it, I think in Japanese culture, you don't have that kind oh. of like, get in there moment. <laughs> you kind of... It's the, not the darts, is it? It's not the darts. No, exactly, yeah. It, the more common thing that you'll see is them crying, I think. That's and, entirely it, yeah. And I was ex- I was fully expecting tears today, but you didn't even get that, I don't think. Yeah, that's true. That's bit, maybe it's just a shocker thing, maybe just in general. But it was it's the fact that when he did... Wynn steps out of the doho and he walks down the tunnel and he walks past Shodai and then he walks past all the the, the prizes, all the cups. Because if anyone sat around to the end of that sort of thing, you see, you know, a giant cup, a uh, giant urn, a giant uh, thing with a bull on it, a giant macaron. It's, it's like so many prizes <laughs> get in hand over. But he walks past both Shodai and that uh, and all of them slide up at the, the back wall. And I don't think it's hitting what's happening because, like, these are mine. <laughs> that kind of situation, yeah, yeah. and Shodai just has that that sort of that. I don't think he had again because you keep it very internalized. I don't think he has that look of like, oh, what I, oh, it's, that's it now. Am I going to bother? But when he steps into the the dojo against Asanayama, you can tell he wasn't there. You can tell like oh, it doesn't matter the way it went on. I've done fine. I'll go home. <laughs> it's, just yeah. like, it's, it's deflating and disappointing because he's an Oseki. He should always. I'm not saying he didn't try, but it, it felt like he didn't. As I say didn't, didn't turn up for it, unfortunately. Well, you were mentioning there about Dayesho walking down the tunnel as well. Mm. I think he even managed to get a wry smile out of uh, Sumo Ghost Lady in the crowd there. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, she, she was there. She, she, she was there, mate. You should see Matt's, coll- Matt's made a collage. Him and his wife made a collage of every, <laughs> every time. She's been there says. every day, hasn't she? She's been <laughs> sat in the same seat as well. Mrs. I'm, Posture. I'm... I swear it's just like the background's like on Street Fighter 2 where it's just the same background. (laughs) Just the same people in the background. She's there. Keep your for the people at home listening to this. Next time, (laughs) next tournament, bottom left hand corner. She's always there. Purple costume on. Looks really it looks really weird, doesn't she? She looks perfect, perfect posture. Absolute I was just saying that I I, I couldn't I couldn't be that straight if I was laid down flat. Like yeah. no, <laughs> she, she, her back is like a plank. Yeah, she's uh, she she's she's a good sitter. She's a good sitter. She's, <laughs> um, she she's in a prime, a very 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 expensive seat, and she's got you know luxury. I mean, this thing is obviously no one's harassing her. We don't want to know who she actually is. We don't really care. No, she's no, just no. A host. Um, but the idea is that she is sitting so perfectly poised, un almost unflinching for. Frankly, hours and this tiny little claps, very like like porcelain hand claps, and then 
um, you see uh, she, you know, whether someone's winning, losing, there's no emotion, she's just like there, clap, and then she leaves. But it's but it's fascinating. It's actually fascinating. It shouldn't be, but it is. And my, big, my big prediction for 2021 is that she wins the uh, musical statues competition. <laughs> <laughs> she gets the, she gets the technique award the Gino show at the match. She's <laughs> technique on the straight back you've got there, Pep. Uh, yeah, she's um she's uh she's yeah, it, it's nice to see characters like that. I mean, when you, well, usually, you talk about Japanese crowds, you don't really think of characters, do you? If we're gonna be completely yeah. honest. You know, they're they're all quite well respected by it, you know. Yeah, you see lots of people that you see it's a huge crowd right up until I mean, this is the thing people don't seem to actually if you're watching it at the minute you may not realise. They sit right up to the clay and, you know, to have someone collapse on you and basically crush your glasses and smash your ribs, it's like, oh, what an honour. Um, but at the same time, because obviously with the various measures because of COVID and the restriction of how many people can have in, et cetera, et cetera, they're all spaced out. So people do start to stand out. There's someone who keeps wearing a fox jumper, different foxes on different jumpers. I'm, I'm, I'm fixated on the match and I'm like, oh, it's fox guy, he's back. <laughs> Yeah, but because there's few people in the crowd, I mean, it's not like it was like, I think it was like, um, it must have been May of last year, I think, or maybe March, where there was no one in there. That was terrifying. It was so surreal to see it like that. But uh, yeah, you do see strange characters when you, when, you know, when you've got a uh, few to pick from, should we say. It's one of those things, though, you say there was nobody there last time, but at the same time, compared to when there was nobody there, I mean, sometimes if you didn't see the background and you were just sort of listening on your headphones or something like that, you wouldn't always tell the difference anyway. It's, it's as quiet as a bloody snooker tournament sometimes, yeah. isn't it? You know what I mean? Uh, until there's like, you know, uh, until there's a win and then you hear a, a few claps and a few cheers and things like that. But it's, it's a bit, it's, it's, it is nice when, um, I mean, today, for example, it wasn't like people blew the roof up when Daeshio won. You could tell yeah. people were very happy, but it's just not how it happens in, in Japanese culture, is it? People don't yeah. crackers. Yeah. Um, people don't try and, almost dare I say like Western culture try and turn the limelight onto them as the spectators mm -hmm. you know but you say Where that are... you say that though Mark if you go to a to the basho where where the um where the fighters walk in at the beginning mm -hmm. there's a big set of market stalls that are kind of selling food and kind of sumo paraphernalia as the sumo wrestlers are walking in there's like there's gaggles of people all stood around screaming mm -hmm. like 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 the Beatles or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So there is that there is still that side of it, which is kind of it's quite peculiar to see, you know. Just not during the performance kind of thing. Respect. I think it's the, the yeah, I think it's the collective culture because again, usually they are very, very vocal. There's lots of really big crowd roaring sort of thing. And for Japan to be not I don't want to say quiet or reserved people, and it's the collective mindset. So um culture stuff but a lot of times in in the east you will have a collective nature you know more of an individualistic stuff you get in the west so for them it's like what's best for everybody well we've been told don't sing the national anthem so we won't we've been told don't cheer so much and so you keep it inside you you go you get maybe a but it's very 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 <laughs> very quiet True. um you get lots of clapping obviously but even then it's not uproarious because you're not too into it they i think disneyland in um the universal studios possibly in Tokyo and Japan and Osaka, they were saying, don't scream when you're on the roller coaster, scream in your heart. Which became <laughs> the, 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 the sort of mantra of 2020, scream in your heart. <laughs> and it, I do, I'm doing that all the time, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm already there, mate. But because Japan's like, 
oh, I respect that. I'll do that because it's for the best of everyone else. Well, I think most people, like from our perspective, like, you know, as much as you, I mean, again, I'm sitting, as I say, sitting on the watch again, I'm still clapping my hands together and shouting, yes, come on. I'm, I'm getting into it. I don't know if I'd be able to be as reserved in a live setting. I would like, I, I can't, I can't not shout. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really hard not to say, yes. So I think it is very much, it's just a culture thing. And I think you, and that's what's, I think, again, is someone who's getting into sumo now might be taken aback when you see clips of previous tournaments over the years, or hopefully very soon, a regular running basho without any uh, restrictions, etc. Because it is a different experience. And, and, they, and they will go for it. And they'll be lots of cheering and shouting and clapping and stuff. It's just the fact that we're not seeing it under these circumstances. The Hatsu Basho Final Day Standings. The overall winner, Daishio, with 13 wins and 2 losses. Shodai, Asaniyama, Toreno Fuji all finish in 2nd place with 11 wins and 4 losses. Kotonowaka finishes on 10 wins and 5 losses. Takenosho, Takeyasu, Mitakiyumi, Takarafuji, Enosho, Shimanumi, Ichinojo, Midoro Fuji, Hoshoryu, and Akisiyama all finish on 9 wins and 6 losses. Maisi, Kiribayama, and Miyogiryu all finish on 8 wins and 7 losses. They all gain Kashikoshi. The following gain Makikoshi. Kotofuji, Endo, Okinumi, Tureto Yoshi, and Yutakiyama all finish on 7 wins and 8 losses. Tamawashi, Kagayaki, Tobizaru, Aeyama, and Kotoeko all finish on 6 wins and 9 losses. Akua and Sadanumi finish on 5 wins and 10 losses. Tochinoshin and Ryudin finish on 4 wins and 11 losses. Tokoshuryu finishes on 3 wins and 12 losses. And Kotoshoho finishes on 2 wins and 13 losses. Takakisho finishes on 2, 8 and 5 due to dropping out through injury. Nice one. Right, before we go, chaps, what we will discuss very, very quickly before we head and uh, close a curtain on the Hatsu is any predictions or should I say more like people you want to keep an eye on, fighters to watch, especially for our new listeners who've maybe only caught a few of these shows and want to start afresh in March with us. Anybody to keep an eye on from your point of view who you want to see perform well or you think might turn up to the dance in March? Go for Hog first. All right, then. Um, well, I think the, the obvious ones to keep your eyes on is Shodai and Taruna Fuji. Um, I'd always say, I know Matt's going to disagree with me here, but um, <laughs> Tarutsu Yoshi, I'd watch him as well. Watch him for bloody of... salt. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's kind of an entertaining fighter. And Dori Fuji, I think he's a good one. The other good one, the big question, the burning question, I would say, for the next tournament is uh, Tachino Shin. Yeah. Will he have a plaster on his ass? <laughs> will that spot? Will that spot have finally healed? <laughs> it's eternal. Yeah. I mean, do we know if it's a spot yet? Yeah, you might have burnt it on. You might have sat on a jack of potato or something. We don't know. How we did it? It's a Don't know how we did it. But, um, it's a fair point. It's a fair, it's a big plaster for a big arse. So it's. Um, yeah. Will the wounds have healed? It's an interesting one. It's. Uh, we'll only find out in March. What about yourself, Matt? I, again, Terran Fuji seems the obvious one to start with. I think he's he's always someone to watch, in my opinion. Um, 
I'll give you another two who I think are always worth watching because they they can be quite all over the place. But one is a no-show. Ono Show is one of the very few Japanese people uh, or Japanese nationalists, uh, um, Japanese nationals who will actually show emotion. So he does very small fist bumps. Yeah, he, he always looks like he's actually pleased with himself when he wins and deflect, uh, sort of very, very deflated when he's not. But Ono Show, again, went from, you know, 13 to terrible performance to being a genuine contender. I think he's a very interesting Mugashira. So I think he's one to watch. And the other one who has always fascinated me is Endo. Endo is, I mean, if you look at his record, you know, at the end of today, which is, I think, uh, seven and eight, which is not great at all. But um, he, he is a person who turns up every now and again and surprises you. I think, I think it was January last year, he beat Hakuo and everyone went, what the hell just happened? He is genuinely surprised. He's, he's very inconsistent at times, but he's one to watch, in my opinion, because I think when his head's in the game, he could be very interesting. So those three... For me, no doubt. I'm going to pluck for an obvious one here and say Takakisha. I think he has got something to prove when he yeah. comes back. There's no two ways about it. He has to turn it on. Um, and we need to see something from him based on this month's performance. He's a kind of character as well when you look at his face. He probably wants to mean business. <laughs> he looks he looks like he's constantly thinking about how many different ways he can take you apart. So, yeah, I want to say attacker. I also want to give a shout as well to uh, Cotton Owaka as well, who obviously finished uh, fifth today. You know, he's 15th ranked, but he, he's finished on 10 and 5. So it's going to be really interesting to see what, what ranking, what he comes in at in March, where how far up the card he's been bumped and what kind of performance he can put on. I'm really hoping for something special from him. Um, and also as well, I think it would be daft to um, to assume that we won't see any of the non-competers from, from this month. So uh, mm, Wakataka mm. Kage as well, especially yes. Wakataka Kage. He, he's, you know, going into January, obviously he didn't compete, but he was ranked second Megashira, you mm-hmm. know. So hopefully he'll be able to bounce back as will the other guys who've uh, missed out this month. I appreciate some of them probably won't. And there's a mm. good chance as well. Who knows for Takakisha? Depends how serious his injury is as mm-hmm. to whether or not he's going to be able to compete in March. We don't know yet. We probably won't know until the beginning of March when, when the announcements are made. Um, but either way, it's going to be a bloody hell of a fun month to go into. We're also going to be taking part in somewhat of a fantasy league as well. Um, these chaps have only just really learned about this, but I'm roping them into it, whether they want to or not. <laughs> um, the idea is that if you can imagine the different sections, the, the different sort of rankings of sumos in terms of the Yokozunas, the Azekis, the Sekiwakis, Komasubis and the Megashiras, you get to pick a stable of five, but you can only pick um, one of the Yokozunas and Azekis. So anybody from that pool of people, you can only pick one of them. You can only pick one from the Sekiwakis and the Komasubis, and then the other three have to be... Um, Mega Shearers, you see. Mm. We're going to do it. That's how they normally play the game, but we're going to do it a bit differently. So we're going to carry on with that idea of you can only have one person from those said specific ranks, mm-hmm. but we're going to draw the names out of a hat. Yeah. So we don't know who we're getting. So I can't just say, right, I'm going first. I'm going to go for Shodai. You know, it's not going to be yes, like that. We're going to we're going to draw them out of a hat, and that's going to be our stable. We don't have to do anything else with that stable other than laugh and cry as the two weeks proceed. <laughs> so, um, and Mark, it, yes. And what what will what do we win? What do you win? 
Well, the winner... A giant teacup. <laughs> <laughs> well, believe it or not, I do actually have some customised medals ordered. Mm. So, for um, for every well. winner, for every... Uh, if we, uh, However long we do this for, I'm assuming... I say medals, I've ordered several, and the, rea- the reality is, you know, we might all get sick as a chip after March, like, so... <laughs> we might only last until the end of March before we sack it all off. But, <laughs> whether it's only March, or whether it's Every basho from now until the end, mm. we will um there'll be there'll be a medal um produced to the winner of each of these fantasy things. And the fun thing so. with this, ladies and gentlemen listening, is that we'll be able to wax lyrically with more emotion about our said fighters. So <laughs> none of us will have the same fighters <laughs> dropping randomly. All fi- all uh, all three mm. of us will have five different fighters who will obviously go head to head on certain days as well. So we'll be rooting for people that we might not necessarily be wanting to root for. Um, because we all clearly want a medal and a packet of Maltesers. It's as simple as that. <laughs> so I, hope, uh, I really hope Matt gets to root some Yoshi. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I do, I'll be saying like, you know what's the best thing about him? His showmanship. I love he turns up, <laughs> fist full of salt, skids all over the place. He can't catch where he's going. Oh yeah, what a player. <laughs> Hulk's got a fantastic record this month of picking out um, the worst and the best. So, so... If, I've got an eye for it, man. What he's got an say? eye for it, you know. Anybody said, keep an eye on them. I'm really looking forward to how they perform, i.e. Tobazaru hasn't done so well. But They're going to, to be crash fair, and burn. They're going to crash <laughs> yeah, and burn. He's, he's really good at being able to point out anybody who's going to fall <laughs> off the wagon as well. So, I can see Emma. So, if he just sort of sticks to worst-case scenarios, he should be in for an interesting tournament. It's because I see myself in it, you see. <laughs> Nose diving. <laughs> what a good first week, but the second week I'm going to nose dive. <laughs> um, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very, yes, much, thank for you very much for joining us. Yeah, it's been good fun. Um, Cheers, for man. people who want to hear more from you or see more of your work, can you drop your uh, your information, your social media tags now, please, lads? I'll let yourself go first, Hog. Yeah, it's uh, to see my artwork, and amongst it is some very luxurious sumo prints, which are available to buy. Um, you can go on my Instagram, it's adam.hogarth, or my website is adamhogarth.com. Wonderful. And yourself, Matt? Um, you can go to sequelizers.com for the film podcast that I do. It's all very funny, very silly, very entertaining, and it's weekly. Uh, alternatively, you can go to stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z, on you know, Twitter and things. And I've got the various links to my other stuff, like filmmaking and film reviewing, etc., etc. Wonderful. We've also got a competition at the moment running with Cella Toys. They've just released the new Nick Aldis NWA wrestling action figure that they've been making. It's a call back to the early 90s Hasbro style figures. So if you're a collector of those, which I know a lot of our listeners who are into our Hands Off the Merchandise show are into those kind of things. We've got a, a competition at the moment. You just need to re- retweet, like, share, that kind of thing on our pinned tweet at Grapple Arcade, and you can win uh, a mint inbox uh, Nick Aldis figure and a loose mint version as well for you collectors out there. But also check out at BBG Wrestling, and you can find out the rest of our shows on bbgwrestling.com. Thank you very much, everybody. Catch you later. Sayonara. See you.